Is this a uh, crazy loud? Yeah, what just happened? Can no satate kise? Can I put that to say? Is that too loud? No, that's okay. That's okay. What was that? What happened? My gain. Ugh. What up, gain? No, it's too low, right? Hello, hello? No, it's fine. Okay. I'm turning mine up. Ooh. Okay. Now this is uh okay, this is where I'm leaving it. Is this too loud? It's okay? No, it's too loud? fine. Okay. Well I keep changing it, so I'm asking. It's a bad you don't even listen. I set a boundary there. I said, I'm done. I said, I'm done with this conversation. And you just kept going. That's yeah, what I, I wasn't letting you be done. I'm not letting you get away with that shit. That's unbelievable. It's all about you. Constantly. Can I say that? I'm drinking this thing. It's just called House Lager. And I don't know who brews it or where it came from. H-A-U-S. House. Oh. oh. House. Maybe it's called House. It doesn't. Well, whatever it is, I don't know where it came from. Or her brews, who brews it. It doesn't say anywhere on the can. Where's your drink? I thought you were going to have one of those fancy things. What fancy things? Those fancy things that you drink. What are what fancy things do I drink? Anything Tequila that, and lime juice and seltzer? Yeah, and orange juice. That's very fancy. Anything that has more than one ingredient. Oh. <laughs> when you make no, it I wasn't trying to drink during the show. Oh, why not? You wanted to be uh, your, you wanted to have your wits intact? Yes, I wanted to have my, my wits about me. Well, so you're you're judging that I'm, I'm not judging. that I'm having a Howl's Lager. Who? That's what you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That that's what was you projecting. just. That's what you just said. <laughs> that's you just exactly said, what just happened. Hold on. You hold on, just hold on, hold on. said, "I." How dare you drink during the show? In, in I saying, said nothing. Yes, in saying, I didn't want to have a drink during the show. That to me was saying, you don't take it seriously. What the hell is wrong with you? You don't care about the show. You're oh, you're gonna have a drink. What is wrong with you? Yeah, this. Hold on a sec. This. Let's go back to the beginning of what happened, and let's learn about what projection is. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you said to me. No, no. This is what happened. You felt insecure <laughs> that you were the only one drinking, and then took what I said as judgment when I only spoke about myself i didn't say i don't think you should drink during the show you as in one i don't think one should drink during that i didn't say that i wanted to have a different experience i wanted to have a different head i've become a no look i've become a master translator okay of people's inference there's a lot said in so things you're saying that, aren't that said. you know more about what I'm saying than I do? Yes, there's a lot said in no things. No matter what my meaning may be. <laughs> and there's a lot said in things that aren't said. And I know how to decipher that. I know how uh-huh. to receive it. Well, you know, the fact that you're a man and you're telling me that I must be saying something different than what I'm really saying, I can only assume that you're right. Well, yes, because as a man, I have emotions figured out. Yeah. That's why you you're rational. You don't see them. I'm flighty and emotional. You want to know about emotions? Ask me because I've got them figured out to the point Mm -hmm. where they're under such control. 
that you never see them. Right. And yours, they leak out. They, they, yeah. Mine's like a dam that is bursting. It's getting those like hairline cracks. That well, turn I, I was into... thinking more of a dishwasher that's a rubber seal has broken because a dishwasher is domestic and you're dishwasher. A yeah. Because no, it's that, a di- that's a terrible analogy. No, mine yeah. was much better. My no, the wa- the flood, the the water pushing up against the dam and and buckling its um, reinforcements. Those are my emotions pushing through, and they pop out. I can't control yeah, them. Mine was much better. The rubber no, seal. No, a dishwasher. The rubber seal mean? on a dishwasher. No one knows about any rubber seals is broken, on dishwashers. And your emotions are the suds in the water inside seeping out all over the kitchen floor. This is a better thing because that is a domestic piece of equipment. The kitchen is a domestic domain, and you're a domestic <laughs> worker. So, uh, well, as, you know, as a I guess man. again, as a man <laughs> with what I can only assume is more education than than me, because you're a man. So I can only assume that you must be correct, and I, I'm wrong. Yeah, I got my education on the streets. Ooh, on the streets. I can only imagine some of these people listening to this, taking it mm-hmm. out of context. <laughs> Either side. Yeah. yeah, you put it in a place or you're done, Greg. Hey, let's reconnect because you're really behind your video versus your audio. No, that's fine. It'll catch up. Don't you worry. But it's not. It's weird. No, no, it's not a big deal. I'm ending. I'm coming right back. I'm back. Go red my faces. I saw that. It was like a little boop. It looks like you have little lungs on either side of your nose. <laughs> Great. Thanks. That's well, cute. <laughs> it's not. No. It's my, fine. It's my skin disorder flaring up. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't look like patchy. It just looks a little red. That's fine. I'm going to burn it off. I think that's the only way to get rid of it. Ear oh, hair. You have those that seal thing, like seal, how seal, he has those scars. Get them seal scars on. Made from burns? I thought it was like a knife. I don't know what they're from. Well, look Is it up. Is it some, some, uh, some sort of like ancestral thing? Significance, I thought. Don't dig yourself in this hole. It's lupus. Lupus? Yeah. What do you mean it's lupus? That's what his his scarring is from lupus. How do you get how do you get scarring from lupus? This is it's a result of a type of lupus. So there you go. Were you I questioning need more information than that? You questioning this? <laughs> Are we upset it doesn't fit our prejudiced narrative of No, me, I don't understand. Me thinking it was what? a knife like he was splashed <laughs> in the face. I didn't say that. Seal. Lupus. Why? Stars. Why are you looking it up? Because I need to understand from what part of his lupus gave him those scars. The prominent scarring on Seal's face is the result of a type of lupus called... Good luck. Discoid lupus. <laughs> erythematosus. Which affects the skin and leaves large scars. Why does it affect? What's it do to the skin? I'll figure that out later. And this isn't. Uh, People know. This isn't Google Hour. <laughs> Sit with us while we search things. Listen to the typing. You don't even have the proper ASMR. Our never mic. knew how he got those scars. Why were they just on his cheeks and not his arms? Well, how do you know? How do you know? You don't know about the rest of his, his body. His hands or his legs or his feet. And did you know that when you have lupus in your name seal, you get weird scars on your face? Baby, I didn't get into a knife fight like Gregory thought. Ooh, and Autumn thought it was some tribal thing. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, 
And it's my week to pick the topic. I feel as though, Autumn, the last few episodes, we've really dug deep. Mm. Uh, we've tried to understand our motivations and existence. And, you know, I don't know. I'm done with it, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm tired. I'm, uh, We're all tired. I'm, uh, I'm not tired of things happening. I'm glad that the world continues on. I'm saying, yes. personally... Sometimes I need to escape my own head, and it's difficult for me to do uh, because I'm not very good at compartmentalizing. Things will overwhelm. They'll run wild in my brain and just completely dominate my existence. And okay. that has led us to this week's topic, which is laundry. <laughs> I, okay, you're laughing. I know it sounds like a relatively mundane topic. One, most people have some experience doing laundry, so therefore I feel as though it's very relatable. But also, when I need a break from the world, I find that doing laundry is a good escape. So I am literally taking the one thing I use in the world to get away from everyone else, which okay. is laundry. You can sit there. I go to the laundromat because I don't have a washer and dryer, and it's the front-loading washer. And you can sit there, and you can just watch your laundry go round and round and round and round. And sometimes it feels like you're going round and round and round and round in your head. But this is a way to take that and uh, put it on an actual object in front of your eyes. And so I, I take the round and roundaboutness of my brain and put it on the laundry. I think that that experience is not necessarily unique for you, but I would guess that a lot of our listeners have washers and dryers in their homes. And so it's a little bit weirder to go like down in your basement or wherever your laundry machine is and just sit in front of it. I guess I just spit my beer everywhere. And you're, I would guess that a lot of our listeners have, I think it, it made me realize maybe the ridiculousness of this topic for, for a second. But, uh, no, but, I didn't see you spit it out. Oh, it shot all over the place. It's all over oh, my no. it's all over my laundry notes now that I had for the show. <laughs> and it's on They're the gonna be famous one day, you gotta save those. It's on for it's on the New Yorker magazine from January eighteenth, twenty sixteen that I use as a mouse pad. Okay. Twenty sixteen? Yeah. Well it's a mouse pad. It doesn't matter. It sits here okay. and I use it to, Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I am I am having a hard time this week in general formulating any kind of thoughts and yeah. even setting up this show. I probably overdid it. But the point is I, I escape and I do laundry and sometimes, you know, watching the laundry go round and round takes the anxiety out of my brain and it's okay. on a physical object right in front of my eyes. And, you know, whether or not people do the same thing, don't have that same experience because they have a washer and dryer in their basement or it's a top load or they don't sit there and stare at it because they don't have to. I think that, you know, uh, people can at least understand this a bit. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, if I had a ceiling fan, I would lie on my bed and stare at that thing go round and round and round. Yeah. I just like when the ceiling fans really fast and if you're just staring through it, you can't see the individual blades, but then you follow the one blade. You can follow it around. I yeah. For like that. a split second, depending mm -hmm. on how fast it's going. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, a, that's just a way, a way to get out of your own head. Well, well sure. for me, for me, it is. Anything goes around in circles feels very familiar and I can relate to it. It's like going around in a circle. Oh, does it have to do with you owning that hamster? No, but that is a good a metaphor about, no, it's, it's me and my brain. And I just yeah. go around and around. Sometimes you're getting places and other times you're not. And, uh, you know, I think there's been a lot of self-reflection and self-analyzation, as I was saying in the past few weeks, not just on the show, but in general in my life. And laundry is uh, my escape, literally. And now it's going to be the escape on the show. Okay. That's the setup. I don't separate colors from whites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I was trying to get somewhat deep with it. And <laughs> hey, that could be deep. 
Let's just jump right into it. I don't, I don't separ- segregate my laundry. I don't separate my laundry either, but it's because I don't have that many whites and what few whites I do have. And who cares? Yeah. Throw them in there and get them dingy. I mean, I guess if you have dress shirts that I guess if you don't separate them, they could eventually get like a tinge of a different color of a hue. Yeah. You're supposed to a- be taking those to the dry cleaner anyway. A dress shirt. All right. You're not going to. Well, I mean that. like office people, you know, like people who have to wear a button up like white shirt every day. Yeah, I feel like most people still get that dry cleaned. Very expensive. Oh, okay. Very expensive habit to wear nice clothes to work. But a lot of people, even when they don't have nicer, like button up whatever shirts that we're talking about, still separate. You know, because you use like hot water on your whites or cold water on your, I don't even know. Well, which by the way, cold water is fine all around. You want to, you want to get into the real nitty gritty of laundry. The technical Woo! aspects of laundry. Uh-huh. You got the hot, you got the warm function, then the cold. Cold is fine. I think people think hot, and I'm going to scald that filth and grime out of here. There's no need for it. Cold, Why not? Cold. Because that makes sense to use hot water on your dishes and stuff. Cold works fine. Because it, it, ultimately it's going in several cycles, and it's going to be dried. And Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, okay. You think that what? Well, okay, so when we used cloth diapers, we would, uh, well, when uh, when Ellie was eating solid foods and still in a cloth diaper, then I think we would use hot water first and then cold or something like that. There was something about, like, when it's breast milk poop, it doesn't matter. It's all water-soluble. It's nothing. But when it's, like, actual human poop at some point, then... <laughs> And maybe kids with like skid marks in their back. I feel like hot. You need hot, right? You gotta you gotta sanitize that. I think the act of watching sanitizes it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I've I've been a proponent of hot water. I I will scald my hands when I do my dishes. Again, I don't have a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a washer and dryer. These are the joys of living in New York. Um, I will scald those dishes and my hands in the process to make sure that I feel as though they're good and clean. Yeah. Um, you know, that's another mundane task that I don't, I don't get the same relaxation out of it though. I guess because laundry is somewhat passive and the, the sense that it is different for me in that it's a trip. I have to plan a trip yeah. to the laundromat or I can just go drop it off and have other people do my laundry which is its own thing that we can get into. So you later. just sit and stare at, at them while they fold your stuff? <laughs> no, when you drop it off. You, you it's so relaxing. I just watch them fold my underwear. No, I would never. I, I would not be able to watch other people fold I my know. laundry. Someone would sit there and act as though that they're better. and like, oh, fold my underwear. You please. <laughs> no one's actually doing that. There's no way. Somebody would get joy out of that. There are people who enjoy watching other people not do in, their not, not standing there like a an 80s movie villain with like the the button up like dress shirt but it's blue and the collars and the cuffs are white (laughs) yes and then people have like the actual cuff links that go along with it instead of the buttons and the uh little and they have like the the trump jr hair yes whatever his stupid name is fold my underwear plebe i am paying you a dollar (laughs) a pound A dollar a pound for this laundry, which uh, adds up. I tend to oh, yeah. I tend to let my laundry go. I do it maybe once a month, and there are times it gets to twenty five to thirty pounds. Once a month? Yeah, I've got enough clothes. I also wear. Look, we can get into this stuff, but I wanted to get into the therapeutic effect first. I okay. really wanted to set okay. this up and explain why it's different than doing some other mundane tasks like grocery shopping, or. Uh, dishes it is because once you're there it's a relatively passive thing and it's a very specific environment so you know if you're doing dishes you're in your home and you're not really in a different place than you normally would be this is where the stress you go to the laundromat you sit there it's there only for washing laundry see i love the dishes because i'm doing something with my hands i have a dishwasher but i use it like barely once a week not because it's so big and I can fit everything in it. It's actually very small and I would probably have to do the dish, like run the dishwasher every day. I'm not going to do that. I like to wash the dishes by hand. It uses less water to use the dishwasher these days. 
I what? It uses less water to actually use the dishwasher these days than to do Maybe. dishes by hand. I don't run. I don't turn the water on like during the whole time. I have it pretty low. I have it like you know a, t- a small. I turn you know. it on. Some people fill the sink, and then they use. I that. used to do that. Ugh, I used to fill gross. The sink. sink is one of the most disgusting places on the face of the planet. The no, drain no, no. where all the filth goes, and then you fill that up, and then you're washing, you're cleaning your dishes in the gross water that's touching the drain and touching the rest of the sink. The drain and it has fine. the rest of the filth from the other you dishes. You have to clean your sink. It doesn't matter. You used Ajax on it. Whoa, like twice whoa, a month. whoa. Ajax. Yeah. That's or steel is, wool pad or something. Whoa, whoa. Who are you? You're not a new age mom with Ajax. You're supposed What's to be wrong with using Ajax? it's very poisonous and abrasive and you breathe it in and it kills things and you have children and it's bad yeah, for the it environment. Yeah, kills things in the drain that you're just talking about are It's bad dirty for the environment because it's straight it up is? chemical. You got to use something natural. You got to use something lemon juice. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. my image of you as a mother has been shattered. No. Anyway, this show is not about dishes. It's not about chores. It's about laundry. Okay. And I was going to, well, eventually get this whole setup out. Going to the laundromat in itself is very stressful for me because there are only four machines that are big enough to handle the 30 (laughs) pounds of laundry at once (laughs) that I bring in. Yeah, your once a month load. They have many little machines there. Uh... Which I would probably need four of them. Okay. So as I'm going to the laundromat, I'm stressed. I'm thinking about what am I going to do if there's no machine. Uh, you see people walking towards the laundromat, and that's stressing you out because you think they're going in there also. And I'm carrying 30 pounds of laundry, <laughs> and then you throw in the detergent on top of that, which is another few pounds because I mm-hmm. buy the big thing of fragranced, fragranced detergent. Even though these days a lot of people, I can't have the fragrance. I'm sensitive to the fragrance. Where did Mm -hmm. this come from? Who am I to even care if people say that? I don't know why it's bothering me. It just seems like it was a trend that people jumped on. All of a sudden they couldn't have that sweet fragrance. Well, you're talking about chemicals and (laughs) things that I'm using in a sink. That's the point. I like setting things up and then being a hypocrite on this show. Our whole pre-show was that. And you... (laughs) People didn't know that we paused before we started the show, just for a second, because I heard Autumn's feelings, because she thought <laughs> I was attacking her. But I was, I, the joke was I was being hypocritical and uh, yeah, setting a double standard and things like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. So anyway, once, once I'm finally there at the laundromat and you've got your machine claimed, though there was, you know a time that I didn't get the machine claimed and I didn't know what to do. I went home. You didn't just use the small, the four small machines? No, I went home. I carried, what? I carried the you schlepped your stuff all the way there? You're 30 pounds plus the two pounds of fragranced fuck you guys that because can't it, handle fragrance laundry detergent I, and then you turned around? Again, this is something that I need for my mental health and if it gets thrown off, it's not good for me. I can't sit there and watch four machines because then that's overwhelming. No, you wanna, just did it one. I want to watch all my dirty... Like It's also representative of washing away the filth <laughs> in my life. It's like it's literally happening and it's figuratively happening as I watch it in my brain. And if there's four of them, you can't get the same out of it. So I left. Mm. And then I went back the next morning as early as possible. Yeah. They opened at 6. And I got there at 6.03. And three of the big machines were already taken. What? By one no. woman. One woman who decided, uh, look, I only needed one machine, so I got it, who decided that uh, she needed to wash all her sheets in one day. So every bed, piece of... She must have a lot of sheets and a lot of beds. Uh, that takes up a lot of space. You take the sheets and the fitted sheet and the pillowcases and the uh-huh. comforter and it adds up. It takes up a lot of space. I'm starting to realize that this thing that I find some peace in actually isn't so peaceful at all because telling the story is also very stressful in its own rights. But, you know, once everything is finally set up and it's there, 
and I can sit there and I watch it and they've got the weird old TV up on a stand uh, in the upper corner into you know a tube TV and yeah it's like I'm being no one knows how to change the channel taken back in time and I can find some serenity in the sterileness of the laundromat until there's a fire that breaks out in one of the dryers which happened wow. recently because someone didn't remove the lint and the fire department had to come put this one dryer out. Yeah. It was shooting out flames. You're really putting a lot of pressure <laughs> on this ritual. <laughs> well, I also find laundry to be romantic. I like the idea of uh, being in a relationship with someone and doing laundry together. Again, though, it's got to oh, be a, only if that one machine is still in. <laughs> and if, if you walk in and there are other people walking toward it, then the romance is dead because you're freaking out that someone's going to get there before you. If you're still in love after all of that, if the person still likes me, yes, that is very romantic. Like, oh, well, you just watched me at my worst. I don't know if that's my worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you just saw me with all that uh, neurotic behavior and uh -huh. you're still interested it's a again this has to be a laundromat but going into a laundromat together and love maybe it's snowing outside <gasps> and you're all bundled up and you're doing your laundry and because maybe while maybe to. while it's drying maybe you go next door and you get a, a warm coffee yeah you can get a coffee yeah, you sit, you sit outside even though it's cold, but the coffee's warming you up and you hold it with two hands, you know? Yeah, so you've bought into this now. Mm. And knowing... Yeah, but if I saw that there were four machines open, I would never turn around. Unless I didn't have the, the change for it. Well, the, that was... I'm not saying that's the right move. Yeah. There's a change machine in there. You can get all the change you want. It's eh, like it's, yeah, it's, what if I only had like, you know... It's so convenient. It's the end of the month. I got five bucks to do laundry. All the change that you need is there. I okay. Look, the change in a laundromat. You ever think about this? It just it lives there forever. They take the quarters out of the machine, the, the washer and the dryer, and they put it back into the change machine. And then people get that out of the change machine. It goes back into the washer and dryer. Then they take it back out of the washer and dryer. Goes back to the change machine. Those quarters just live there. They no, never. They, they have to take some of that money. No, they take your dollar bills. They take your $5 and your 10s that you put into the change oh, machine. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And then those quarters, though, they just live there. It's like they're, they're in a... No, there must be some left over because maybe you don't bring dollar bills. Maybe you bring... Sometimes you just bring your own quarters. Yeah, sometimes you do. And then they get stuck in that cycle. The perpetual laundromat <gasps> quarter oh, th that's cycle. That's like purgatory for change. Well, it's consistency. I think it's a good life for the quarter. It knows where it's going. Oh, I think it's a hellscape. It knows what it's doing. Maybe it sees no, its it, friends. No, it, it longs to be thrown into a fountain. Mm -mm. It that's longs to be put in a cart in Aldi. That's the last thing. <laughs> well, the cart, <laughs> the Aldi carts, you get the quarter back. No, but it's not, it's not the same quarter. It's a different quarter than what you put in. Because you put in a quarter, you walk around with your little cart... And then when you go to check out, that cart is not the one that's being filled with your groceries. It's the one previous from you. What a goofy system. No, it's awesome system. It's a perfect system. It takes a quarter for a person to bring their cart back instead of just doing it because they should do it. Yes. I want my quarter people are, Some people are chaotic. Neutral, you know, some people are crazy. Like, it's, not, it's not a thing that people... There could be a cart corral right next to someone who's curbing their stupid cart at a Target. Uh, early COVID. I can't put it in the corral. <laughs> I'm gonna put, but I'm gonna spend two minutes shucking this thing up a curb. In early COVID, Aldi was the place to go to make a lot of money because nobody wanted to touch the quarters, so they had to use the quarters to get the carts out. But then they wouldn't want to take the quarters back because they were worried they were COVID-riddled quarters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made like $5 at the Aldi, taking all the quarters. You did not. Yes, I did. Where? There was the, at, at the Aldi, because all the quarters in the carts that people didn't, they didn't want to touch the quarters at that point. You're supposed to pay it forward. So sometimes people at my Aldi will push the cart into 
like where all the carts are lined up, but they won't um, yeah, disengage the quarter out of that cart. And so you leave it for someone else. Or when you're returning your cart and you see someone walking up to the carts with their quarter, you say, here you go. And you can give it to them. And if they give you a quarter, then that's fine. If they don't, that's also fine. It's a really nice, like, humanitarian test, the Aldi. Yes, you can gauge. You the... failed by stealing all the quarters. No, I won. <laughs> and I probably took those quarters to the laundromat. Where I and did. And then you my... put the quarters right in purgatory. I think that's a nice existence. People like consistency. They like to know what they're going to get. So why would a quarter not want the same thing? A quarter doesn't want to be thrown into a fountain where it's drowning and it's underwater in an unnatural state. For most of it, it doesn't a hobo pees on it. <laughs> so what they do they pee in fountains? No, they pee in alleys. They probably bathe in fountains, though, don't they? Possibly. I've seen homeless people in Atlanta bathe in that fountain over near Woodruff. Yeah, I mean, if there's some water and you can get clean, why not? Yeah, I it, saw a homeless guy at uh, Piedmont in that like water park thing that they added to that newest part of the park. And I saw this homeless guy just like sit right on one of those jets that like the kids are playing in and opening their mouths, you know, and like letting the water shoot in their faces and rubbing their eyes in the water. And that hope that homeless guy's just washing his butt. Well, it's got to be done. He I hope has, it was filtered. Is all he thinking. has a right to wash his butt just like anyone else does. No, no, you do not have a right to wash your butt in a public fountain. That is not your right. I th- it's a public fountain. It's right there it's for the public. To use. Yeah, that no, a public sidewalk doesn't mean that you can just pee on a public sidewalk because it's public. <laughs> well, that's exposure at that point. That's the reason. You know, well, people you, you can't, people used you can't to actually debate. wash their clothes with urine. I'm not lying about this. This isn't a stretch that goes back on topic. It was just something that I had read. The <laughs> ammonia the ammonia in urine. People thought it was a good cleanser. So oh they, yeah? They is make, it some historical thing or is it something that people do in like the bush or something? Well, maybe in the but this is a historical thing. Back before washing clothes was easy, people would wear clothes for a week straight. And the way oh, this yeah. was presented when I read it, there's a can you believe it? And it's like, oh my so gross. And I thought to myself, I do that. I do that all I with a pair of pants for two weeks straight. The pants probably weigh twice as much by the time I'm done with them because they're filled with such grime and filth. That is disgusting to think about. Well, I'm with you. I am not. The only reason why I'll wash a pair of jeans is because they've become so loose that they need to be tightened back up. Not because they've <laughs> become so heavy with, uh, you know, the salt from your sweat. Ew. And I'm uh, not sweating that much on my legs. <laughs> I, I'll have you know. <laughs> the salt. I'll have you know that even on. I'm not. I'm not an oil worker wearing. This is. This is where you're wrong. Eyes. This is where you're wrong. You're not sweating as much as someone who's very active. But uh, on average, a person sweats a half a liter a day doing nothing. Nothing. A half, half a, a liter. liter. That is not true. That is true. It just evaporates, but it's also salty, and then the sweat is there. And then you get like uh, 10 grams of salt a day produced by your body and uh, 40 grams of grease and sebum. Uh, (laughs) How about that sebum? (laughs) That's disgusting, right? You know what what sebum is? Yes, I know. It's it's the oil that's uh, coming out of your pores. Yellowish oily substance secreted by the aptly named sebaceous glands. Yeah. That are found on nearly every surface of the body, including the legs, Autumn. Including, including the legs. The legs. And then... Um, sebum legs. I got them sebum legs. And then you got about 10 grams of skin that comes off every day, too. All right. So what are we at? Four, I see you said 40. Okay. So it's 10 grams of salt, 40 grams of sebum. And grease. 10 grams of... And grease. Okay. And then 10, all right, so we're at 60. Well, here's the thing. Every, about every eight pounds of laundry contains about uh-huh. 53 grams of all this stuff added up. Well, how much is 53 grams? It's about the size. It's funny you ask because I have an answer. <laughs> I love that we didn't plan that. Okay, it's, go. It's about the size of a candy bar. <laughs> so when I take 30 pounds of clothes to the laundromat, <laughs> 
candy bar. You've got not quite four candy bars of grossness in there. If you if you could just compact it. Ew! Think about that candy bar. <laughs> A delicious candy bar of salt, skin, and sebum. And oil, salt, sebum. Yeah, got that chewy sebum. Mmm. <laughs> so. All right. So there Four you, candy bars, eh? There you go. I mean, Four you, Snickers bars? You should be washing your clothes a little more often than you probably are. I just, uh, well, here's the thing. I told you. No, one, I wash my clothes every week. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. I leave sheets on for probably way too long. Yeah, I know we discussed that in our hygiene episode and some of these yeah. same themes probably came up. It is pretty disgusting. Yeah. Uh, thinking about all of that because it's just such a production taking apart your stupid bed it is but all these things we just talked about are getting onto those sheets also so that yeah you know that should sebum sheets i think oh people God, say i'm rolling around in my sebum sheet about a week maybe you should use sheets but you know, i'll keep them on there quite a while but during covid especially i've just been wearing oh. the same clothes over and over i'm, I'm not going anywhere yeah i'll sleep in a shirt I wear the shirt. I sleep in the shirt. I wear the shirt again the next day. Oh, and, no, I, can't, I don't do that. And then I'm about to sleep in it again. And I think oh, you should change that. Yes. Um, but the I same. can't do that, especially sometimes like before my period and stuff. I'll have like night sweats. And so I wake up all like gross, not like soaking wet like some people. But <laughs> I just get like this weird, like cold, weird dewiness. That's just the worst. You won't keep wearing the shirt. No, that's gone. The shirt's done. Mm, that's good. That sounds yeah. like a mature adult thing to do. Oh, well, thank you. Unlike me, who found a pair of socks that I wore earlier in the week that got kind of, they were hidden next to my bed. <laughs> and, I, and I saw them this morning. I, was like, I smelled them. I was like, I'll put those back on. Oh, that's totally fine. Because what am I doing? I haven't been yeah. going out that much, but I probably have been filthier than I've ever been. And well, and you wear so many clothes just around your house. You just like wear your daytime clothes up until the moment you're like, "All right, I'm going to sleep now." Yeah, I, I wear. I put on pajamas as soon as it's like five o'clock. I don't like own, pajama time. I don't own pajamas. How often do you That's wash weird. pajamas? That's another thing you have to worry about. That's something in my brain. As much as I can avoid doing laundry, winter, when I wear shirts, long sleeve shirts over a, a, an undershirt, I, those things don't get washed. Those maybe get washed once a year. I try, <laughs> I try the to, overshirt? Yeah. I try, they're just as filthy, but I try to keep... Yeah, but the, there is a lot of... It's barely seeing the light of day a lot of times, right? What do you mean? The overshirt? It's seen the light of day. Why wouldn't it see the light of day? Because the shirt that's touching your skin, right? The undershirt, that's going to get washed more quickly. Then you have the overshirt. And then on top of that is like a coat most of the time. Sure. Otherwise, you're just like in your house you're still or in some, you know. You're still sweating and sneezing and coughing in the winter. Yeah, but if you're sneezing in your jacket. Well, if you're in. And then how often you wash your jacket, that's a pain in the butt, especially if you have like a winter jacket with that like fur on around the outside. Because if you put that in the dryer, it melts it because it's not real fur. I don't feel like people wash their jackets often at all or coats. See, and that seems crazy. Why don't we do that? It's just this idea that it's outerwear, but it's, it's yeah. filled with all that sebum. Oh, it's touching other. It's got other people's sebum probably. It's got the most sebum of any of the articles of clothing. You're in New York and you sit with your jacket on the subway, right? And then you just squish your jacket in with everything else. You touch it with your, with your clothes, everything else. And then uh, you're touching whatever the subway seat was that everybody thinks is gross. Yeah, it's surprising that I don't freak out about these things. Like thinking about how filthy my clothes are just by living here. I think it's because I feel as though everything else is filthy. My hands are already filthy. Going out, oh, breathing yeah. in. It's all filth. I'm already filled with filth. So it makes me I feel, feel pretty practical about my concern for filth. You know, like I don't wear shoes inside because I think you're walking everywhere. It's gross. That's a good practice. You're walking. Yeah. 
I agree You're walking with that. inside bathrooms. I don't know, understand why we don't take, it's like it's not common practice to take your shoes off. Because that's a weird Japanese thing. That's a weird Asian thing. I love a laundromat. Not because it's my weird escape place that I go to. It's not that. I like having more than one washer. Or, like you are experiencing, a really big one. You know, because the reason why people who are homeowners complain about laundry, it's like this never-ending cycle of laundry, is because their laundry machine is only so big. And they can't fit all their stuff in one load. So they're having to do, like, you know, two or two and a half, maybe, it depends on how big your family is, uh, uh, loads. And then you have this huge pile of laundry to do after, and I'm sorry, um, to fold, and then distribute throughout your stupid house. And yeah, it's this never-ending thing, whereas I feel like I have this little laundry area here, and it has two washers and two dryers, and I can fit everything in, all my towels, all the kids' towels, some sheets in there if I needed to, and then all my clothes, all the kids' clothes, and then it's uh, in, in distributed between two washers and two dryers. You're still doing it once a week. And it's all done at the same time. It's like, yes. especially when it's staggered like that, and let's say it's only two loads in your house, right? And you, But you only have one washer, one dryer. It's Yeah, it's done staggered, and then you don't feel like spending eight hours thinking about your stupid laundry. It does set up a different dynamic. If I go, it's a once-a-month thing. And I get to read a book, listen to some music, kind of relax while it's happening. But yeah, sure. If it's a never-ending stream of laundry, like one, you're the one who decided to have a family, whoever you are complaining about the fact there's so much laundry. If you didn't, you should have thought that. No one thinks about that before. I wanted kids, but I don't really like uh, doing laundry. So I want to fulfill my biological drive, but... I don't like I don't laundry. Really want to do laundry. So I decided against having kids. I, I would like to meet the person who said that. Somewhere out there. <laughs> I was like, you're very practical. But a, that's a smart move. If you know you don't like doing laundry, then yeah, that's something that comes into play. But yes, no. if it's a thing that you have to do constantly because there's a never-ending stream and you don't have a big... then It takes on a whole different meaning. Uh, yeah. When I had a... Last time I had a washer and dryer in my actual place, which was my house in Cabbage Town in Atlanta. So we're talking about, uh, you know, over 12 years ago. I was really bad about, uh, sometimes I would just forget the laundry in the washer. Ooh, and it gets moldy. Yeah, it gets that mildew smell. And yeah, then, but I was really bad about throwing it in the dryer and drying it uh-huh. and just not folding it and living out of the dryer. Because oh. I could, because I could, I lived alone well i had a roommate at one point but you know when i could get away with that i would do that uh and i still tend to do the same thing i fold the laundry now my least favorite part of the whole process when i'm not a very good folder how do you fold a shirt by the way um with the kids i just fold that shit in half long ways and uh then quick like fold it in half and half with my stuff i do i hold it by the collar and i do the thirds thing I just like flip one side in, flip the other side in, and then fold it in half, fold it in half. Like it's on display at a Uniqlo yeah. or something. Well, I am putting things in a drawer. Yeah, no, I, and, I just, I, I feel as though that's the proper way to do it. I don't know how to oh, fold it. Oh, and I put them in my drawer, uh, fold side up. Fold side up. Yes. So like if you're looking in like a card catalog, like the, like a library system, <laughs> I have them, I don't have them flat. So like you can see the front of and the collar of the shirt. I think it's more space saving to have it so that the fold. So it's like, it's a kind of like vertical instead sort of, of standing up. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. You can flip through and pick out the shirt that you want to wear. Yeah, I, I I don't argue with that system. I also think because then you can see all your shirts too. Well, if I do it properly, I hang my shirts up. All my shirts of all kinds get hanged, <laughs> hung, <laughs> hung. They get hung in the. Uh... I don't know what the difference is between hanged and hung. Like if you've hanged yourself, yeah. Versus I hung up the clothes. I don't know. You should know this. Because you're a semantics teacher. No. Yeah, that was your. <laughs> that's what you were. 
So you got your degree in semantics, a bachelor yeah. in semantics. Mm-hmm. Um, am I even using semantics properly <laughs> in that uh, linguistics? Yeah, sure. Whatever. That's <laughs> not what this is about. Uh, I tend to live out of my laundry bag, so I fold everything, but then it just... Because I wash the dirty laundry bag that I use that gets washed and it's clean and then it just lives in there. Yeah. Which... Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> no? You uh-uh. don't. You don't approve of these lifestyle choices? I'll tell you, once everything is hung up in the closet, it is much nicer when I, I can flip through the selection of shirts instead of digging mm-hmm. through a bag, which eventually yeah. becomes unfolded. Yeah. I get it all done one shot. It's all done at the same time because I'm using the two machines. And then I I fold it all and I put it all away. Yeah, I realize the only thing I'll The only thing I'll do is sometimes I'll leave like a pile of towels. And that includes like dish towels and whatever, rags or washcloths. And I'll put those to the side and I'll do those the next day. But like everything gets done. Everything. Why do those get washed separately? Oh, not washed separately, just um, folded and put away oh. separately. Sometimes I'll do it all at once. How, how often do you wash the uh, hangy cloth from the stove? The one that's oh, on the oven. Oh, a lot, because I don't use paper towels. So I'm using that stuff a lot. And the kids spill milk and things, and I have to clean that up. And then you can't just reuse that, because that starts to smell gross <laughs> if it's just hanging out on your uh, oven. Hey, you don't use paper towels. I have paper towels and like today I roasted carrots and I put paper towels on the plate to help like absorb the oil from them. But the sebum, the sebum. Yeah. I squeezed my candy bar of sebum over the carrots and then I roasted those. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't separate. Yeah, I don't use paper towels like clean up messes. It's all hand towels. You don't separate the uh, whites, huh? No. (laughs) Let's get to that. Let's get to your list of things. Okay. I, I tried to make laundry uh, in an existential exercise, but it's just a yeah. go. Go for it. What else you got? All on right. There? I like uh, I house. How satisfying is a lint trap? It's not Ooh. satisfying. Emptying that lint trap feels. Sick. My belly button's a lint trap. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it, uh, I don't know why all the uh, it just channels and funnels its way to the belly button. Through the Your hair. Your hair is like silica. And it just... Like, <laughs> if it was under electron microscope, you'd see it like moving <laughs> the lint. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I imagine the lint traps on a dryer to be giant belly buttons. Mm-hmm. So I'm And not, don't you like finding treasure in your belly button? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's that $5 bill from last winter. I forgot about it. Awesome. Look at this. Wow. This is great. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's one of those things like uh you could just breeze over emptying a lint trap no big deal but i find a little pleasure in it like yes especially when you grab it on one side and then you just like swish it around you grab it all in one chunk yeah it sticks together oh the best um when i was at i used to go to midtown wash to do all our laundry that's in midtown atlanta georgia And the people there knew me, and it was really a cool place. I really liked it there. And um, there was this old couple that ran it. I don't know if they owned it, but they ran it. Maybe they owned it. And they kind of, like, the wife had, like, meth mouth. I don't know if they used to be on drugs or something. But they were really cool, really nice. They just looked kind of crazy a little bit. And um, I was in there once, and this girl was doing her laundry, and she was wearing this, like, big baggy dress thing. And she wasn't wearing underwear. And the only reason why I knew that was because she was bent over to pick up stuff in the lower dryer. And I saw her whole vagina. And then the dude that I'm talking to, the other guy that like worked there or owned it or whatever, he was um, folding someone's, like doing their laundry for them. You know, they get paid, like you said, by the whatever. And I saw him see it. And then I just watched him keep trying to see it. You know what I mean? That like... It was almost like watching a little boy. It was kind of sweet and kind of gross. Uh, <laughs> nothing sweet. I can't. 
Well, it's kind of cute, not sweet. Okay, it was kind it's of cute, cute that this older man is trying to creep on this woman's vagina. It's only cute. because you you sort of remember what it's like as a kid when you see something, you know, that's sexy or whatever, yeah. and you want to keep a, looking at it. When a kid, you know, digs his or her finger into his or her butt and then smells the finger, uh-huh. you know, I am very familiar. I'm just uh, that. I don't even think that's cute when a kid does it. But what I'm saying is when a kid does it, there's more of a pass. If, if that old man at the laundromat who's trying to look at the vagina did that, you wouldn't be like, oh, I remember when kids, you know, <laughs> you used to do this. You know what? Make the same. You're right. You're argument. right. But listen, he didn't do anything gross. He didn't just start like rubbing it. Like, you know, he, he just wanted just, to see could, it again. I understand this. But. Yes. I felt like I could see, I don't know, some childhood charm in that for some reason. It's like a <laughs> Dave Matthews song. Listen, I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you what I Crash saw and what I thought into at the time. me. Hey, in a boy's dream, I picked up your skirt a little more. In a <laughs> boy's dream. How is that song on the radio? It's with, you know, no one listened to that song and said, oh, it's so cute. It's a boy's dream. A boy. Crash in a Yeah. A boy dreaming of a woman crashing her yeah butt into his crotch yeah i got your skirt a little more i know that you make excuses for poor behavior it wasn't use listen i just <laughs> saw something i i don't know i don't know i saw something childlike in it for some reason <laughs> like i said he wasn't a creep you know what I mean? Maybe if I thought of him differently, like if I did see evidence of him being a creep or being nasty or mean or something, but he was just like really nice and normal and cool. And I saw him see it. I was like, because I was the same way. I just probably wasn't as obvious. Yeah. It's also different because he's a man trying to. Yeah. But like I said, he wasn't, he didn't like then talk to her and be like, you drop something. <laughs> Throw something on the ground. Yeah. Could you pick that up, my sciatic? Well, good. I, yeah, good. I applaud him for not being a complete nutter sleaze. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Laundromat. He did the man. bare minimum. You didn't attack her. <laughs> yeah, the last time I was at the laundromat, though, the guy who was working there got into conspiracy theories about COVID and 5G. And I was like, oh, oh boy. boy. It's like, I'm here to relax, my friend. As we discuss this more, I realize I, I don't actually even like maybe going to the laundromat and doing laundry because a lot of it's stressful. The only time I like it is when things are loaded and actually washing or drying because then it gives me a reason to sit back and relax yet feel as though I'm doing something. So, right. Something is something productive is being done. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there's this small window of it that I actually like. And then that window was ruined this last time by this guy and his conspiracy theories. And uh, I, I, just, I said, I got to go to the store. And then I left. And I went to the liquor store. And I bought some tequila. <gasps> it is true. Yeah? <laughs> I didn't drink it on the spot. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm getting out that of That was here. something I used to do at Midtown, too. There was like a little, I guess it would have been like a little bodega around the corner from it. And I would buy a beer. And I'd sit outside. And sometimes someone who was doing their laundry would be smoking outside and I'd be so annoyed. How dare you smoke here? I'm trying to sit here. See, when we speak of it as a cultural experience, but again, most people just have this in their homes and it means nothing to them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just hate it. I despise it. Can you fold a fitted sheet? No. I can. I can. What's the secret to folding the fitted sheet? Well, you have to take the corners. (laughs) The first corner, it's too impossible to explain. The first corner, you need to put it on your hand inside out. Does that make sense? Uh, No, I don't want to hear that. We don't need to walk through this again. I know. The corner that's... I'm impressed that you know how to do it. All right. Let's leave it at that. I tend to crumple those up. Yeah. I learned how to fold the fitted sheet and... My life has been better for it. It doesn't matter to me if they're folded or wrinkled because they go on a bed. So I, I just... know, but you have to store them. And then and then the crisp, beautiful nature and the 
ease of folding a pillowcase and how oh, it's just so crisp and flat. And then you have your stupid fitted sheet that's all crumpled up next to it. It was just an experience that I could no longer bear. Would you watch so a I YouTube learned, tutorial? Probably. It took two seconds to change my life for the, for good. Well, you need a lot of space to do. I, I, I've tried folding one properly. There's not. You I don't have need space, space at all. Yeah, you, you need, need zero space. space. You need how much? How you much space a, does your body take up? Or you need a wingspan of nope. An ostrich. Incorrect. <laughs> of an of a California condor. Yeah. Incorrect. No, correct. Completely no. correct. All you have you it, you it takes up the amount of body space that you take up in space. <laughs> the space that your body takes. <laughs> the amount of room that your body takes up is how much room you need to fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. So, no, I don't know how to fold a fitted sheet. Uh, what else is on your list? Uh, I've talked about all the other things. That's it? That's You had like three things. No, but I, I've, I've put them in. Fabric softener? You use fabric softener? Oh, no. Fabric softener bothers my skin. Oh, boy. It's a shame because I like this, the, the stench of fabric softener. And it also is not... It doesn't really make your stuff softer, especially. I don't care about that. I like the smell of it. Snuggle bear. Oh, but then you should use dryer sheets. Yeah, that's uh, I agree. That's for static cling also, though. Mm hmm. But I like dryer sheets. I never use them. Yeah, I have I was raised on dryer sheets. I, My parents were a dryer sheet family. I have a pack of dryer sheets that I bought probably in 2012. Do uh, they expire? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, uh, what is the dryer sheet? What is that spider web? <laughs> the material? Yeah, they're like, let's make something so thin that it's barely holding together and we'll cover it with smelly, smelling good sebum and then you put it in your dryer. I wish they would have. And that kind of melts and it makes your clothes smell good and it takes away static. I wish they would have made a, a, you know an episode of how's it made on the dryer uh -huh. sheet they i did like the british how's it how are they made why i don't know i just think it's interesting because i think you. i always used to see the american one like you. the american narrator yeah i yeah wow turning your back on your own country skittles <laughs> um, the sugar is dumped into a crevasse I don't think they would say dumped. They would use a classier term. Mm. Is expelled through a hose into a crevasse. Well, the dryer sheet. Yeah. Some people have those uh, dual. I don't know how those work. Meaning that's the those dual little washer. bead things. Those like. No, it's a dual washer and dryer. Oh, I thought you meant those weird dryer bead things. No, I don't know about these dryer banal beads. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know how the way those work. I don't understand how a dual dryer works. How, what, how is it filled with water and then drying your clothes? I don't know. I've seen these things unless I'm just mistaken. Is it like a trachea versus a windpipe? <laughs> is that the same thing? A trachea and the windpipe? Yeah. Well, I mean the trachea, sure, is the pipe. Okay. But what's the food one? The esophagus. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like an <laughs> esophagus. It's like inside the, inside the dual, right? It must have like an epiglottis. That closes off the the windpipe and opens up the what is it? This <laughs> <laughs> is so stupid. I'm trying to look this up. Now I'm back to Googling. I know, we're back to Google. It's Do washer dryer combos really work if a single drum washer dryer combo work well? They'd be the ultimate laundry appliances. They take up half the space of separate machines and you don't have to transfer clothes between them. The washing aspect works fine, but drying takes a couple hours longer than a separate machine would. A couple hours? Yeah. What so. is that? A couple hours? I just, that's what drying it's, their clothes I, for multiple hours? That's what it said. A couple hours. Yeah, you, some bullshit. May as well put it on the clothesline. Yeah. And signal things to your neighbors and let your neighbors know your secret code that if, you know, there's six pairs of green socks and, and a pair of them in your, there's someone in your house and you need help. Yeah. 
You just roll that You're out. Hiding people under your floorboards. Yeah, somebody comes in to uh, rob you, and like, hold on, hold on, before you rob me, let me put my laundry out so I can at least get yeah. this drying, and then you you send. I up have the lots signal. of stuff. I'm you're, I'm gonna let you take, but hold on, I gotta put up these red socks. And then, uh, and then in Germany, the uh, this isn't this is kind of pertains to laundry. Uh, and other places, but like it's, I felt like when I was in Germany, every single bathroom had a drying rack, a heated drying rack. So when you're done with your towel and it was wet, <gasps> you hung it on this thing, which that's makes perfect nice. sense. Ooh, that's nice. Why don't we have something like that? I don't know why we don't have Japanese bathrooms where everything's closed off and you can just like spray your whole bathroom down and it all drains down a single drain. That's freaking awesome. On a cruise ship, you can do that. You want to go on a cruise? <laughs> cruise ship. It's uh, just a drain in the middle. You can take a dump and shower at the same time. Ugh, a cruise ship. All I see when I see a cruise ship is just tons of garbage and like poop. <laughs> so many people pooping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people don't want to ride in an RV because they're like, don't poop in the RV. It's like, hello, everyone's shitting. All they do is feed you and then you go into your tiny cabin with your life partner and you just like hear them shitting <laughs> yeah i mean i agree with you outside of the i agree with all of it but you know the apartments in new york are like tiny cabins so if so if you're in the apartment with someone else and they got a dump it's, it's sorry i know do you hear there's it's, no escape it's awkward you hear people farting it's happening all around yeah. Think about the pipes, the people above you. Yeah, you pointed that out, talking about like a building. If buildings were see-through and you could just see all the like human pipes waste coming from, constantly yeah, from toilets. <laughs> It'd just be a constant stream of human waste. And yeah. it's happening around you all the time. Especially if you're not on the top floor. Uh, yeah, the person, the people above you, their poop streaming past you, going through the <gasps> wall. Through the walls, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all there. That's weird. So. Where does it go? Because water treatment plants in other places, right? Or they take up some big real estate. Where's that happening in New York? There's a water. There's a big treatment plant in Queens. It looks like a bunch of. Uh, but I'm saying, is your wastewater heading out to Queens? I don't know where it goes here. They they yeah. have their treatment plants. Don't you worry. It's all. Handled. I'm saying, where is it? It's all ha- it's somewhere. A- yeah. Somewhere. You really oh, okay. want to know where the the Brooklyn <laughs> wastewater? I'm only asking because, like I said, it takes up a lot of space, and especially for the amount of probably waste that it has to deal with, I would assume that there would have to be multiple. And Brooklyn is so big. There's the uh, Owl's Head Wastewater Treatment Plant that looks like it is in Red Hook. No, no, sorry, it's this doesn't mean anything to you. That's uh, near Bay Ridge. Then you've got the Sims Municipal something or other. Oh, it's a recycling place. And then the Coney Island Wastewater Treatment Plant. And uh, yeah, there's, they're around. They exist. Interesting. It all exists. It's all When you think us. about big cities and like dense cities, I don't know. I guess I've never thought about that before. It's like How are the, they treating their wastewater? And then New York's supposed to have like this best, the best water. Why? It's delicious, pure, soft water that comes from the Catskills. Filters itself as it runs down state. Oh, okay. And then they put in these giant uh, underground uh, pipelines to bring it into the city. Mm. Uh, and some of the most delicious, freshest water that you could get. Makes around. a good bait. Look, but these things exist around you. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the funeral home that was near my old apartment. I never once saw a dead body go in or out, but apparently it was happening all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it once. So these things happen. You're just uh, just like the poop running through the pipes. That's, it's like uh, everybody's sebum <laughs> coming through their pores, which are like <laughs> the pipes of the skin. All right. Well, the, I mean, I guess that's all I, I have here. I, uh, I was going to I can wrap it up with a story. Once in first grade, I told uh, some people in the class that the previous night I had shrunk down to very small size and crawled into the pocket of my dad's pants and my mom decided to wash those pants 
and uh, I got thrown into the washer, and I was so small that when it drained, I went through one of the little draining holes in the washing drum and uh, got flushed out. And uh, I think, I don't know what the rest of the story was after that. Yeah, how did you make it to school that day? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. And I don't, I don't know why I decided to tell such a ridiculous story that has not even, no one at any point could even believe it was remotely true. Yeah. But I shrunk down and got washed. Also, I used to do laundry in the middle of the night uh, myself when I was, uh, you know, of that age and starting to, oh. you know, do things with your body. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, I don't, Learn. Know, I don't know what to do with this. And then it's like, I don't want my mom to have to wash this. So I'll just set an alarm and sneak down at 2.30 in the morning and do laundry. And then uh, no one will ever know until you are asked by your parents, why are you doing laundry at 2.30 in the morning? It's did like, they did it, how long did you get away with doing it before they noticed they probably noticed right away it just they didn't it took a while till they asked i don't know you're a parent you're gonna leave your kids alone for the most part I'm like all right just i know i'm not gonna say anything yeah what did you say to them i don't remember like, oh, nothing yeah probably something like that uh, i don't i don't remember it doesn't matter <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to One Topic. Please like and subscribe, rate and review. Support our uh, sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. Go to their website and use our code ONETOPIC15 for 15% off. And Father's Day was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> as Good we're, luck. As we're recording this, Father's Day is tomorrow, but uh, just never mind that. Yeah, I hope you all had a good Father's Day and maybe you used our code to send your daddy or your baby daddy or maybe your boyfriend or something, some hot sauce. Okay, thank you. Love you. Bye. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.